0: It was a mid-September evening, and the South African winter had made a final fleeting return, driving spring into hiding. But within the walls of my friend Tundi's opulent penthouse, overlooking the sprawling Johannesburg skyline, there was no lack of warmth to be found. Tundi, a petite yet vivacious news broadcaster, was hosting a dinner party that promised to be the talk of the town. Afro-jazz melodies wafted through the air as guests mingled and conversed. As the atmosphere grew increasingly relaxed, Tandy plucked a fork from the tray of canapes offered by the caterer and gently clinked her champagne flute still clutched in her other hand. Gather round, friends, she proclaimed, commanding the attention of the room. I would like to offer a toast to our guest of honor. With a playful wink in my direction, she gestured for me to join her at the front of the room. Come, 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 she coaxed. I flicked my joystick, guiding my wheelchair forward. Then I executed a smooth 180 degree turn as I approached Tundi. In a maneuver akin to parallel parking, I backed into place beside her, taking stock of the diverse and captivating crowd before me. Septum nose rings glinting, henna tattoos on display, kente cloth overlaid with sequins crisp white shirts and embroidered head wraps, towering platform heels. Tandi placed a delicate hand on my shoulder as she proudly raised her glass. Let us raise a toast to our dear friend and brother, Eddie Ndopu, for making history as the first disabled Black man to be accepted into the Masters in Public Policy program at Oxford University. As Tandi's words washed over me, I was transported back to a lovely interview between Toni Morrison and Oprah Winfrey, in which Winfrey asked the legendary author how she felt upon learning of her Nobel Prize for Literature win as the first Black woman to receive the award. Morrison's response was unforgettable. Now is not the time to be humble. Her words echoed in my mind and I found myself channeling her unbridled confidence in that moment basking in the applause and adulation of my friends and peers. Eddie, Tundy said, turning to face me with a serene smile. Do you remember the day you got the news? Oh my God, yes, I said, face flushed. But please don't recount this story. <laughs> I'm such a drama queen. You know I don't have a problem making you blush, darling, so I'm going to go ahead and share this with all of you, Tundy cackled. So when I arrived home from work one afternoon, I found Eddie sitting in my living room, alone. You know, to this day, I still don't know why you were sitting by yourself, darling. Lucky, you weren't doing your job, she joked, locking eyes with my care aide Lucky, who was standing off to the side, holding my drink in his hand. Anyway, I see Eddie staring at the TV screen, which was off, and I'm like, is this man okay? So i walk over to him and ask if he's all right. He doesn't say a word. Now I'm starting to think something is seriously wrong. I chuckled softly. Tandy needn't have worried. The scene she'd walked into was simply me reflecting deeply on how far I'd come. At some point between the intermingled years of five and seven, when my family and I were still living in the arid, lackadaisical city of Vintuk, Namibia, I'd spaced out under similar conditions. The difference then was that I could still indulge in the meditative practice of dragging myself across the floor on all fours like a puppy, which is my favorite pastime growing up. One day, I plonked my pudgy little body on the linoleum floor in front of the television set with my head craned up to the blank screen. My nanny was in mom's room across the hall, cackling on the phone with what sounded like the voice of a man, barely registering my existence. Mom would eventually sack her like she'd sack the others who'd made a habit of disappearing each time they'd collected their wages, returning days afterward with but a black eye as an explanation for their absence. A tragedy on all fronts. That evening, Mom found me spaced out in front of the screen. Even after several attempts to get me to say something, Anything. I just sat there, mum, with my eyes fixed on a screen that only worked when its antenna was taped up.